Acts chapter 19 is where we'll be this morning. You can turn there. Uh, I've titled the message this morning, Burning the Books. If you're familiar with Acts chapter 19, you probably know what we're going to cover this morning as far as the passage goes. Uh, But I've titled it Burning the Books. Now, I like fire. I don't know about you. I was just talking to someone yesterday about having uh, a fireplace and doing fires. And uh, we, you know, had a fireplace and we were so excited when we bought this house and uh, we thought, oh, we're going to have a fire every single day. Uh, you know, we were there like 14 years. I think we had 10 fires in 14 inside. We we had a fire ring out back, and that was way more fun because you just make a mess and leave it and whatever, you know. But I don't know, in the house, just bring the wood in and, and all that stuff. It was just work, and, you know, I had a furnace that worked perfectly good. And so I was just thinking, why do I want to do this fire thing in here? But but I like fire, though. It is fun. We We had... You know, dozens of fires out back in the fire ring, and and that was fun. And uh, I think for the most part, most people like fire. It's kind of fascinating. I I could just sit there and stare at the flames and how they just dance and and everything. It's just it's really cool, especially when it's really really dark out. Uh, but, but fires can also be devastating. Uh, just last year, there was a horrible fire wiped out almost an entire island. Uh, you know, fires can destroy a house, which you know is devastating to an entire family. Uh, we've seen fires take over neighborhoods and, and towns and stuff like that. Fires can be devastating. Uh, but fires can also be cleansing. God uses fire. Uh, God uses fire for certain sacrifices uh, and to cleanse things. But also, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but fires cleanse the earth as well. Uh, there has been areas where a fire has gone through a forest-like area. And then years later, and I don't know how many years later, uh, new things grow. And these new things are able to grow only because that fire cleared the way for them. Uh, it was a cleansing of the area. Uh, so we're not going to talk so much about fire today, but it is a part of the message. But our main focus is going to be in Acts chapter 19, verse 19. So if you want to look at Acts 19, 19, I'll read that for us. It says, Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together, and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. That's our focus verse this morning. Now, we have people here uh, in this verse, and they've decided that they needed to burn something. They, they, they started this fire, and they decided they need to burn some books. And now, these books aren't just ordinary books. Uh, they're not just uh, history books. They're not uh, any type of learning book. They're not just a book you read for fun. Uh, these books contained uh, a lot of wickedness and sin and a complete lack of belief in God, really. Uh, those are the kind of books that these people are burning in this verse. Uh, but why is this happening, though? Uh, what is really going on here? I want to look back a little bit in this chapter and see what's really going on, what happened to initiate what started this whole situation. Uh, so my first point this morning is we have a serving saint, a serving saint. Uh, so uh, look at me w- at verse 1 of chapter 19 here. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Until uh, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. 
Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when diverse were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of the way that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greek. Uh, so we have here a serving saint, uh, and that is Paul. Paul is uh, a believer in uh, Jesus Christ and all that Jesus did, and he was wanting to edify the believers here. We see this in verse 1. Uh, Paul was looking for people to teach the ways of God to. Paul specifically was looking for people open to hearing about Jesus. Uh, Paul looked for people that believed in God as well. Uh, are, are we looking for people to teach God's word to? Are we actually looking for people to teach the ways of God to like Paul did here? Paul was wanting to serve. And so that's what he's looking to do. Uh, Paul knew that there were believers in this area, and he wanted to check on them and make sure they understood uh, the ways of God, and specifically, if they understood the most important thing, and that is salvation through Jesus. Paul wanted to help edify his brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul had an understanding of the truth here, of the truth of salvation. He wanted to share this understanding with others so that they could gain that wisdom as well. Now, do we search out people to share our wisdom with, uh, to share the wisdom and understanding of God's word that we have? Do we uh, look for people and search out people to share that with? Uh, we need to find people to edify. Uh, we need to search out people to help and be like Paul here and help others understand the Bible better. Uh, Paul found people to edify because he was searching. His eyes were open. He was actively looking for someone to teach. Uh, we like to just keep to ourselves. I, I do a lot. Uh, we, we don't want to put ourselves out there. We don't really want to expose ourselves or expose our knowledge or understanding, especially when it comes to the Bible. We don't want to be embarrassed or, or whatever you would call it. Uh, and because of that, sometimes we tend not to look for people to edify. Uh, we tend to kind of close our eyes or look away from it. Uh, first off, that's selfish. When I do that, that's selfish. Uh, that's just thinking of myself. Uh, we're going to hold back someone else's chance to learn and someone else's chance to grow because we're a little bit insecure. I get a little bit nervous or just a little bit afraid. First Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. We should be edifying each other. Uh, we all have different things that we understand in God's Word. God has blessed each of us differently in our knowledge and what we've had time to study in His Word. And we could all edify each other. Uh, just because I'm Pastor Matt does not mean that I understand any more than the rest of anyone else here. Uh, you, you all have understandings of God's Word as God has given you. 
uh, just as I do. Uh, we can all help each other is what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's kind of like a puzzle. And maybe I have my puzzle uh, so far done, but you have a piece that would fit perfectly into this puzzle and would help me out. Uh, and, and maybe I have a puzzle piece, a little bit of wisdom that I could put over there for you and it would help you out. Uh, we can help each other out with uh, the wisdom and knowledge we have in God's word. We should be willing to help each other grow in our wisdom and knowledge. And that means sharing the wisdom and knowledge that we have. So Paul preaches Christ here. Uh, look at verse 2, Acts 19, 2. And he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They're basically saying, We don't even really know what you're talking about. So Paul says unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? Uh, and they said, Unto John's baptism. And then Paul then said, Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that this is John saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him. So after John, and that is Christ Jesus. It tells you right there, Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul turns it to Jesus as quickly as he can. Uh, Paul, in my opinion, is the best at bringing up Jesus. I've been around people that are pretty good at it as well, uh, but I just think Paul, he just looks at every single moment of his life thinking, how do I bring Jesus into this moment? How do I bring Jesus up again? Uh, I have a list of a few times that Paul brought up Jesus. Uh, Paul never wasted an opportunity to preach salvation through Jesus. Paul uses every single occasion to preach Jesus. Paul, in Acts chapter 13, uh, he goes to a church, and they just say, hey, Paul, you're here. Do you have anything to say? So Paul gets up and he preaches about Jesus Christ. In Acts 13, Paul is being assaulted. And eventually he gets stoned, but he still preaches Jesus. In Acts 16, Paul is wrongfully thrown into prison, and Paul still preaches Jesus. In Acts 17, Paul is mocked, and he still preaches Jesus. Now, you know, being stoned sounds terrible, uh, but being mocked, I mean, they're making fun of you. Uh, and saying the things that you're doing is wrong or it makes no sense, and you still keep speaking, and you still keep telling people about Jesus, that's great. Uh, I hope that I can have that kind of a courage when that moment comes. On Acts 17, Paul is surrounded by sinful people, and Paul preaches Jesus. In Acts 19, Paul is rejected by people, and he still goes on and preaches Jesus to anyone willing to listen at that point. Uh, in Acts 20, Paul has to deal with false teachers, and Paul preaches Jesus. In Acts 22, Paul is facing a, a whipping, a beating there, and, and Paul preaches Jesus. In Acts 23, Paul's on uh, a trial, and he gets to speak in his defense before the council, and what does Paul do? He preaches Jesus. In Acts chapter 26, Paul is standing before the king, King Agrippa, and he's on trial once again before this king. And they give him the opportunity to speak for himself, to give his own defense, uh, to try to come up with a way to get out of whatever it is. Uh, you know, they're accusing him of you know, preaching Jesus there, actually. And so uh, they give him an opportunity to speak for himself, and he preaches Jesus again. The very thing he's on trial for, he says, you know what, you give me the floor, I'm going to speak about Jesus again. Paul took every opportunity to preach about salvation through Jesus Christ. Paul says in Acts chapter 26, verse 2, he says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa. He's on trial before the king. And I don't know that I'd be able to say I was happy in that situation. I'd be stressed. 
I'd be sweating. I'd be scared. But Paul says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before the thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Uh, he's on trial and he thinks himself happy. Uh, he's facing severe punishment. He's in a terrible situation. He's accused of terrible uh, thing. Well, they're saying he's doing a terrible thing. Uh, he's being treated very unfairly, very uh, poorly, not according to the law, really. But what does Paul say? That he's happy in that situation. Why is Paul so happy? Because he got another opportunity to preach salvation through Jesus Christ. And in the king's court, in front of the king even, Paul was happy that he could preach Jesus again. He didn't care what the occasion was. He was going to preach Jesus. Paul was able to preach Jesus so often because he was looking to preach about salvation through Jesus. Uh, Paul wasn't focused on those situations or the people around him. Paul was focused on Jesus. And because he was looking, he found many opportunities to preach about Jesus. Now, back in Acts 19 here, Paul preaches about Jesus Christ again. Uh, Paul is a serving saint. Paul was looking to serve and part of his service, part of what he wanted to do, and part of what our service should be also is to preach salvation through Jesus Christ. Uh, so now let's look at the people's response to Paul's serving God by preaching Jesus. Look at verse 5, 19.5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The people received Jesus as their Savior. Uh, they heard that they're, uh, they need to believe in Jesus Christ. And they did just that. They believed. Because Paul was willing to serve and, and preach Jesus, because Paul was willing to do that, the people got an opportunity to receive Jesus, and they were saved. Uh, so that is a huge victory. I, I think so. That's a huge victory. Uh, so what does Paul do next? Paul keeps preaching Jesus. Look at verse 8. It says, and he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Paul went on and he kept preaching for, for months and months and months. Uh, look at verse 9. But then when diverse hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus. Paul went on and kept preaching. Uh, Paul had this huge victory. He visits uh, this area and he tells all these people, hey, hey you need to believe in the, Jesus Christ as your Savior. And, and they do just that. And there's this huge victory. So what does Paul do? He goes on and preaches Jesus again. Paul didn't go on a victory lap and back in verse 5 when all these people believed. Paul didn't just say, oh, that was amazing. Let me just sit and take it in for a while. Paul didn't go on a vacation. Paul didn't take a break. He, he didn't retire afterwards. Paul kept on preaching. And he didn't stop preaching. Paul kept preaching Jesus. He kept serving the Lord any way that he could. And he was always looking for a way to preach salvation through Jesus. Now, our goal here is we're looking and investigating the events that took place in Acts 19.19, 19, and we're trying to see why these people started burning the books. Uh, we looked at what was happening before all of this, and we've seen that Paul was a serving saint. Paul was out serving 
And part of that service was preaching salvation through Jesus Christ. And that brings us to the outcome of this preaching and brings me to my second point this morning, and that is saved souls, saved souls. So we have a serving saint, and that allowed souls to be saved. Look at verse 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. We're talking about people that believed on Jesus as their Savior. If you are serving according to God's will, souls will be saved. If you're saving according to God's will, souls will be saved. And how could I know this to be true? Well, first, it is God's will for souls to be saved. Second uh, Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants souls to be saved. First uh, Timothy 2, 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God's will is for everyone to be saved. Uh, God's desire is for every single soul, every single person that we could ever see that's on this entire planet to come to a saving knowledge and belief in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That's what God's will is. Uh, as we consider that fact, if we serve according to God's will, then souls will be saved. Uh, first, we must realize that it is God's will for everyone to be saved. And second, God wants to use his children to tell others about salvation. We know the, the Great Commission, and it tells us to go and tell others about salvation and even to disciple them after they receive Jesus. We also know that God used men uh, like his disciples and the apostle Paul to spread the gospel. We know that Jesus told his followers when he was with them to go out by twos and twos and tell others about salvation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, the Bible says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. If you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, then you are an ambassador for Jesus. Uh, this means that you have been given a very important role in representing the work that Jesus did. We are to be representatives for Jesus and tell others what he did and how they can be saved through him as well. We are considering the fact that if we serve according to God's will, then souls will be saved. Now, we realize that it is God's will for everyone to be saved. And second, we realize that God wants to use his children, that's us, to tell others about salvation. And third, if we serve according to God's will, souls will be saved because God will bless the service we do. Amen. If it is according to God's will, God will bless the service we do. Uh, it is God's will for souls to be saved. It is God's will to use us, his children, to tell others about salvation. If we obey God, if we serve him, and we go out and tell others about Jesus, God will bless that and souls will get saved. I've seen it happen many times. Now, Unfortunately, I, I know that it does not happen every single time. I've gone through the whole plan of salvation. I've told some, uh, people in the past every single thing that Jesus did to save them and how much God loves them and loves them and how much Jesus uh, loves them and he shed his own blood for them. I've gone through the whole thing and still they say no thank you. And even worse, uh, they, they've said other things as well. Uh, so it does not happen every single time. It's not our job to make them accept Jesus. 
That's not what we're out there doing. We're not a failure if we go out and tell someone about Jesus and they don't accept him. That's not our job to make them accept Jesus. It's our job to tell them. Uh, God wants to use us to tell them about Jesus. We are to give them the opportunity to accept Jesus. The rest is up to them. We need to keep on telling and sharing Jesus with everyone we can. Uh, This is what happened right before the burning of the books in, in verse 19 here. Paul told of salvation. The people accepted the truth. They accepted Jesus. And then this brings me to my last main point this morning. After souls got saved, they sacrificed sins. After souls got saved, they sacrificed sins. So we started with a serving saint today, and that led to saved souls. And the saved souls then decided that they were going to sacrifice some sins. Look at verse 18 with me again. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which use curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Uh, These people hear the gospel. They get saved. And then they realize their sins. Uh, They got their heart right with God uh, through the blood of Jesus. And the first thing they do is they look at themselves to determine if there are any sinful things going on in their own life. Uh, Once they looked at themselves, they knew that they had some sinful things in their life. Now, notice they didn't need a Bible college degree. They, They didn't go to Bible college for years to find out if there was some sin in their life. They didn't call for a meeting with the pastor to realize if there's sin going on there. Uh, They didn't need to be saved for hundreds of years to realize their sin. All they needed was salvation. And they knew that they had some sin they needed to take care of. Uh, We've all been there. Uh, If you're a child of God, uh, you don't need to go to Bible college to know if there's sin. You know if you sin. You know. We need to take a look at ourselves and address if there are any sins that we need to burn today. These people heard about salvation. They accepted the call to be saved, and they immediately knew that they needed to, and they wanted to get rid of some wickedness that was going on in their lives, some sin that they had in their lives. Uh, Notice they did not want to live with these sins. They could have accepted Jesus and kept on living the exact same way they did before, and they'd still be saved, and they'd still go to heaven someday. And they could have just went on ignoring their sins. Uh, How often do we just... Uh, try to pretend that it never happened. Uh, we commit some kind of sin and we just act like it's not even there. We don't even want to think about it. We just pretend it's not even there. Uh, we, we know we're saved and, and that the sin will not cost us our salvation, that we still get to go to heaven and we get to be with God someday. So we just just sin and just pretend that everything's okay and just push it off to the side and pretend it's not even there. These people uh, in Acts 19 uh, the, these people decided that they were not going to do that. They knew that they did not want to live the same old life they lived before. Uh, go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. We'll be back in Acts if you want to save your place there. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 22. Then you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 
and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Uh, when we get saved, when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, we need to put off that old man. We need to get rid of the old ways, uh, the old things that maybe we used to do. Uh, these would be our, our sins, the wickedness that was in our life before, uh, the things we did before being a child of God. Uh, whatever sin that is, we need to just get rid of it. We need to put it off and throw it away. Then we need to put on the new man, the new ways, the ways of God uh, that we're told in his written word, the things that we should do. Uh, we know what is right or wrong. Uh, we know what things we should put off and we know what things we need to put on. I don't need to make a list for you this morning. We all know uh, if it's worth putting on, if it's something we should have in our life, then we know that we can find it in the word of God this morning. And these people in Acts 19, they did not live with their sins. Uh, they didn't live in their filth. And that's what sin is. It's just filthiness. Uh, they washed themselves clean in the blood of Jesus Christ, and they decided they wanted to stay clean. I uh, remember Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and he told them, this isn't for you to be saved again. This is just to clean the little bit of filth that has gotten in there. Uh, we need to get, it, get rid of it. Uh, I, I'm thinking of a video that I watched this past week, probably on YouTube. I'm on there a little bit too much each week. but uh, So I was on there, and I was watching this Amish guy, and uh, he's actually uh, a preacher now of the Word of God, which is really cool. He left the Amish, and, and uh, he's a preacher of the Word of God, and so I watch him a little bit. And he was talking about, people ask him questions about the Amish because it is so, like, mysterious. You know, you got to know these things. And uh, so one of the questions they asked is, is it true that you use one tub of bath water for the whole family? And so he said that there was, I think he said 19 of them in his family, um, you know, the mom and dad and all those 17 kids or so. And uh, he said on Saturday you would go and you would take your bath. And uh, he said that they didn't have one bath water because there were so many. They had two bath waters. So, <laughs> so if you were halfway through, they dumped that out and get a new uh, bath water. And so he said that the goal on Saturday was to get your chores done as fast as you could so that you could be the first in the bath water. I would assume the mom was probably always first in the bath water since she's getting it ready or whatever. Um, but you know, they weren't, uh, you know, if you were last, you were in some nasty bathwater. I mean, that's a week worth of, you know, eight different kids worth of dirt, you know, so, uh, it, it couldn't have been all that clean. Uh, but we, we don't have nasty bathwater. We're talking about clean, cleanness. Uh, we're talking about cleaning our sins out so that we can live a clean life for Jesus. We don't have to live in that old nasty bathwater. Uh, we need to be saved and then we need to burn our sins and maybe it's sins from before we got saved maybe it's something that came along uh dur during your walk with god i've been saved since i was a real little kid it's about 30 years now i've been saved uh so i don't have a whole lot of sins from when i was really little uh, i think of my kids they both got saved right around four years old they're not going to have sins that they've carried from when they were little but they will have sins that have come up along the way. And sometimes that's how it happens too. these people in Acts 19. They had sins from before salvation and they burnt those. But sometimes we might have sins that came up along the way. And maybe those are the ones we need to burn. These people in Acts 19, they, they did just that. They sacrificed their sins. They got rid of the path that led them to sin. Now, those books that they burnt could do nothing. There was nothing special. They, they had, you know, whatever kind of magic spells or whatever in it. 
But those books couldn't do anything. There was nothing to those books. They were just paper and they were ink. But the people knew that those things, those books that they burned, they knew that if they kept them, it could lead them right into sin if they kept them around. Uh, they could have, they could have just locked them up in a closet. They didn't have to burn them. They could have, they could have put them away on a shelf and try to never look at them again. But they knew that these books were a path to sin. So they burnt them up. They burnt down that path to sin. So they couldn't cross that bridge anymore. Amen. Now we might have some books that we could burn this morning. Maybe we have some sins in our lives that we need to burn this morning. Now I don't know anyone's sin this morning. For all I know, maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. Uh, but maybe there are some sins uh, that need laid on this altar this morning. Uh, we're, we're not perfect. We all have struggles. No one's alone in that area. If you have something you're struggling on, we all do. You're not alone. Uh, we all have this flesh that we deal with. And this flesh, there's nothing good. The Bible says there's nothing good about our flesh. Uh, so we all have the same struggle. Uh, we might all have some kind of sin we need to sacrifice and burn this morning. So what happens if we do that, what happens if we sacrifice our sins this morning? What happens if we burn our books today? Uh, what if we all completely give our lives, ourselves, everything we have, all our desires, we give it all to God and lay down our sins this morning and just give our lives to God? What happens? Growth. Growth is what happens. Uh, look at verse 20. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So we started off with a serving saint, someone who believed in God and wanted to serve. And because he was serving, there were souls that were saved. And because those souls got saved, they took a look at themselves and they decided there's some sins they needed to sacrifice. And what did all that lead to? It led to growth. First, the word of God grew. Uh, the word of God stretched out further than it ever had before that point. Because these Christians in verse 19, they were willing to burn those books and they were all in for God. And, and because of that, the, the word of God stretched out further than it ever had before. Uh, God blessed that area because they not only stopped doing these sins, but they burnt up any access they had to those sins. Uh, this allowed the word of God to spread out further than it ever did before. And the word of God didn't just reach further or reach more people, but the word of God also touched more people. The word of God was taught and it was preached greatly after that. And this allowed the family of God to grow. The, the word of God grew, but also Christians grew. The more preaching and teaching of the word of God not only reached more lost souls, uh, which is awesome and that's great and that's our goal, but it also reached believers, which is another one of our goals. Uh, this additional preaching and teaching allowed the believers there to grow in their knowledge and their wisdom of the word of God. Uh, the, the knowledge and wisdom of God's word grew mightily after this. This allowed these Christians to grow in their character. They grew closer to God. They became closer aligned with the person that God desired them to be. If we desire to be the person that God wants us to be, we need to burn some books. Uh, we, we need to get rid of maybe some sin that has crept in along the way or maybe something we've been carrying around for a while. Uh, we need... Uh, to help the word of God grow and, and more uh, and more people can come to a knowledge and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, my guess is that all of us here want to be closer to God and we all desire to be who God wants us to be. It all starts with salvation. 
Uh, if you're not saved, that's where it starts. If you haven't trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that is your starting point this morning. Uh, after that, it starts with an inward look and seeing if there's any books that we have that we need to burn, some, some sins we need to lay on the altar, some, some access to sin that we need to get rid of. And then we move on to growing in the Word of God. So what do we do after we burn our books? What happened after this passage, this amazing uh, situation that took place here in Acts 19.19? What happened after that? Look at verse 21. It says, After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the Spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. So what, what, what did Paul do after all of this happened? After this great moment here, Paul went out and he desired to preach again. Paul desired to go to Rome because he wanted to preach to, to the people there. He wanted to reach the Christians. If you uh, read all, all of Paul's letters, he talks about Rome a lot. He really desired to go to Rome and preach there and teach God's word there. Paul sent two men also, Timotheus and Erastus, to go out and minister uh, in different areas as well. Uh, do we desire to tell others about Jesus and tell others uh, th the words that are written in this wonderful book that God has given us? This was all done. All of this was done so that souls could be saved, so that they could then sacrifice their sins, and then they could grow in the word of God. And, and after that, after they grow in the word of God, they could preach and teach the word of God. They could share their wisdom and their knowledge with other people, and it could just multiply. And then after all that's done, you repeat it, and you do it again, and again, and again, and again, and again, until Jesus comes back. Uh, we're somewhere on this list this morning. We're either first, maybe we're the one that needs to be saved. Uh, maybe we're the one that needs to take the inward look and find some sins and lay them down on the altar this morning. Uh, maybe we're the, the, the serving saint here and we're out helping others uh, learn of the Word of God and grow. Maybe we need to do more of that. Uh, maybe we've taken care of a couple of these areas, but we're not sharing our wisdom and knowledge of the Word of God and we need to. Uh, so I'm just going to ask everyone to stand up and bow your heads 